Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen. And today we're going to chat about the stories that we tell ourselves. So today's podcast um, came to mind as I shared a few things with my newsletter list um, this past few weeks. And it was all about mindset things. And so these, both of these golden nuggets that I'm going to share today came from uh, my 500 hour yoga teacher training. And we had a guest teacher, Betsy Weiner, just dropped a few nuggets that I wanted to share and expand on, because I think these are worth, um, worth a collective uh, conversation about. So the first thing that she shared with us, there are two choices that you can make. Do you need to make an adjustment or can you find contentment where you are? Now, we were talking about this in terms of a yoga practice and a long-held um, yoga practice, which is kind of like yin, but with more intense poses. And it was my first long-held um, practice. And so it was definitely a, um, a huge mindset shift because you had to really sink in there. And she would ask you that, you know, can you find contentment or do you need to make an adjustment? And if you do need to make an adjustment, why are you making it? You know, because often I think, and this is just pertaining to yoga, we're looking at it just from that lens for just a second. But how many times if you go into yoga class, um, you know, you're going in, you want to have this like deep experience, but then you find yourself, oh, my shirt's kind of not straight. So then you're kind of adjusting your shirt or you stand up and you, you know, your yoga pants slip down a little. So you're pulling your yoga pants up and then, you know, you're just constantly just tugging at things or you notice, oh man, I should get a pedicure, you know, or, oh do I have a hangnail? Just all of these little things that come up, which are totally normal, but they're taking us away sometimes from like that drop in embodiment presence that can happen in a yoga practice. And so those are some of the things that, um, I found in this long held practice was, Oh, can I find contentment here? And can I really just sink into my body and release maybe the pain that you might be feeling and not in a pain in a bad way, but a pain, like, okay, I'm holding this pose. And normally I would, I would have moved out of it by now. And again, not because of pain, just because mentally I'm like, this is hard. And then I'll just stop <laughs> instead of saying, okay, this is hard, but I can push through, which I also find interesting as a former athlete. I'm like, how often do I go to, okay, I'll just, I'll just come out of it instead of pushing through to see what's on the other side of this, you know, can I push myself? And, um, I think obviously there are some of us who might push ourselves too hard and you're constantly pushing past that, you know, that barrier, but then there's a lot of us who maybe we, we meet the barrier and we just stop. Um, so that's just something to kind of ponder and not only in yoga, but also bringing it into just your daily life and your daily routines. So this past weekend, um, well now a couple of weekends ago, my son and I, he's five, we went on a bike ride. And so all summer long, I was planning on getting him to be, um, ready to go to this town. That's it's an 18 mile journey. So down to this town and back to the place that we usually park. And I thought it was going to take all summer. Well, last Saturday we went 20 miles. We biked 20 miles because he wanted to go to the rest stop beyond the one that I initially thought we were going to stop at. He was like, no mama, I was talking about the next rest stop. So I was like, all right, you want to bike an extra two miles? Okay. And so that was interesting, you know, cause he found that was his contentment. I needed to adjust my expectations, but also if you've ever biked with a five-year-old, you have to adjust your expectations because it took us five and a half hours to do this 20 mile trip. So 
and I, I'm off social media right now. I, um, I'm not on Instagram. I'm taking the whole summer off. I'll do a separate podcast on that. Cause I do have some thoughts on that, but I found myself really dropping into the experience and finding that contentment, you know, because when you're biking behind a five-year-old, it, it, it is a little bit slower going. And I just found myself really relaxing into the space, looking out at nature because the trail that we were on is very scenic. It's very out in the woods. And I found contentment in that journey. You know, we had a couple pit stops. We did a 45 minute lunch break. You know, I packed us a lunch and he pretty much stopped every two miles to take a little break, to run around, um, at the little, they have fun little benches. They have awesome stuff along this trail. And so I cheered him on and I was really present for this. And I was, I was so proud of him at the end, you know, we had a big celebration as he crossed the finish line. And so that's something to kind of really think of like where in your life, maybe in the past, I would have been kind of like, okay, you know, five and a half hours, who has five and a half hours to devote to this. And instead I was like, you know what, you know, my husband was gone coaching. What else are we going to do today? We might as well just take this and make this an experience, um, instead of fighting it. And instead of, um, having anger or just being frustrated that maybe I wasn't biking as fast as I would have liked all of those things. I let go. And I said, can I find contentment with where I'm at? You know, and I'm sure there are places in your own life that you might be spinning your wheels, you know, so maybe it's a workout routine that you might need to make an adjustment so you can find more contentment with what you're doing. Um, you know, I often hear from people like, oh, I, I don't like to work out. And instead of coming from it, like, I don't like to, well, what do you like to do? Where can you find contentment here? You know, can you go for a walk? And can you try a different workout class? There are so many awesome workout classes, um, online now. Um, I've been doing the class, uh, by Taryn Toomey and I really enjoy it. It's not for everyone. I will say that. Um, but I actually have found it very therapeutic in terms of just releasing. Um, but there are so many great fun little things popping up and really all you have to do is go to one of those things. And then all the other, um, fun workout classes will start advertising to you. Um, anyways, because that's just how the world works. Everyone kind of knows what you're clicking on. So that's, that's a little tip is just explore. What could you do to find more contentment with maybe your workout routine? If you're struggling with that. Another one I've heard from people is evening routines. So, you know, can you find contentment with what you're doing now? instead of judging yourself or thinking that, oh, I should be here. I should add in this one more practice instead of saying, you know what? I'm doing these two amazing things. Do I really need to add in this third thing? And if you do, where can you make that adjustment? Or can you find contentment with what you're doing right now? So a great place to start, um, reflecting on that question is the next time that you're in a yoga pose or in a workout ask yourself, do I need to make an adjustment or can I find contentment with this pose or exercise? So often I hear people are like, oh, I hate burpees. Well, can you find contentment with a burpees? Can you find contentment in this pose? Can you hold it just a little bit longer and push past maybe that barrier that you've kind of built up around that exercise or that yoga pose where you're like, I can only be in it for, you know, five breaths and then I I'm done, you know, just really asking yourself why, and just exploring that. And the more that you pause and you reflect inwards versus outwards, the more you truly get to listen to your own intuition and your body. So this is where my social media break really tied in is I was tired of listening to the external noise, you know? So I decided I'm going to break until the end of summer. And it's something that takes me, um, 
it takes me away from my own answers is what I found and what I've been finding this last couple of weeks now that I've been off. You know, I get consumed, even though I can go in with the best of intentions, I still get sucked in and I just look at what everyone else is doing. And then I, you know, you have that doubt with yourself. Um, and for me, I could find, I could make an adjustment that would help me find more contentment by just taking a break from, um, Instagram in particular. So where can you apply that in your own life this week? Where do you need to explore um, your contentment versus maybe making that adjustment and seeing what do you need? So another area that I do want to tap into, because I think this also plays into stories that we're telling ourselves, is what's your relationship with the in-between? So this was another um, question that Betsy Weiner had thrown out to us is what's that relationship? So what does that mean, the in-between? The transitions, you know, the transitions of your day. It might look like the transitions between two yoga poses or why did you decide to break um, instead of doing maybe two more burpees when the instructor said to do two more? Or why did you decide not to break when your body really needed one? Because there's always those days where you're like, I'm really, really tired. I actually don't feel like I need to do two more burpees, but you decide to do them against your intuition. So those transitions from work to home life, um, the transition from getting out of bed and starting your day, what are you doing? You know, if you're, if you're leaving work and you just go right home and there's no transition to say, okay, I'm shutting off work and I'm entering my house, no matter if you have, um, a, a pet that you have at home, if you have a family or if it's just you still making that transition to kind of say, okay, I'm putting this aside and I'm entering this. If you're working at home, the same thing. I've been doing a yoga nidra practice to kind of end one portion of my day, my work, and then transition into my home life. So what could you do to kind of give yourself that pause? And the same thing with transitioning of getting out of bed. You know, I used to just get out of bed, throw my feet down. Um, I don't get, I don't have an alarm. I actually haven't had an alarm this past year. And I, I trust that I'll wake up in time and I could wood. <laughs> I have. Um, and I also, there's a practice to go along with that. Maybe I'll share that another day as well, but there is a practice to kind of help develop your intuition for that even without needing an alarm. But I now practice like pulling in gratitude towards my heart. I do an Abhinyanga practice without oil, just kind of, um, waking myself up in my bed. And I notice which nostril is more open. And then I do a little breathing exercise based on that. Um, and then I might set an intention or I say, you know, kind of pull myself into my heart space and say something I'm grateful for already just to start my day. And, um, that's something that really has just paused and gives me that slow down tune in. You know, I also personally do a basal um, temperature every morning. So I always take my temperature every morning um, just because I find for myself, that's the best way just to track my, my menstrual cycle and just to see what's going on there with my health. And so all of those things have just given me a pause of being like, okay, this might take five, maybe 10 minutes. Usually it's five. And um, that pause, that transition from waking state to, okay, now we're going to be, you know, going state. And do you flow through your day without noticing those transitions? Maybe you need to bring some more intention into them. So it's extremely hard to be present hundred percent of the time. So caveat there, you know, sometimes our brains really just need that autopilot moments. 
But if we can slow down and ask, is there a better way for me to transition, for example, from work to home? You know, I've been exploring again, that, that yoga nidra, and I do it in my office and my husband and my son are home. And so they usually kind of know, okay, when I shut the office lights on, I am out on my um, designated area in my kind of uh, nidra nest. They know, okay, she's transitioning. She's going to be coming out and I'm going to be my husband and I flip-flop, you know, when we're, when we're home with our son. And so then it's mom's time. So that's something to kind of really think about what would work for you. And in the past I've had, um, uh, Bex from Bex life. She came on and shared that she, she did a little five minute meditation in her car. She would park a block away and just to kind of give herself centering before she entered her home. There are many other ways that people can kind of do that slow down and be more intentional. And then maybe if you have a spot in your day that you want to develop better habits around, you know, sometimes it just starts with that pause. So instead of saying, I'm going to do this new habit, just pause and ask yourself what would feel good at this time of the day, noticing what, what something could be to nourish you, um, how it can help you be more present, um, versus going into autopilot. So maybe it's that evening routine where you have it down, like after dinner, uh, maybe it's just like, as soon as you sit down on the couch, like that's it, you're done. So maybe you could think of something, what could be a different transition from after you're done with dinner, um, maybe kids are put to bed. What could you do to transition, you know, yourself a little bit more smoothly. So it's not like sit on the couch and you're done for the day, unless there are those days that you need it. So, um, that's something that I would love for you to kind of just sink your teeth into and just kind of look at morning, evening routines, um, or unconscious snacking during your day, asking, am I really hungry or am I avoiding feeling something or maybe doing a tough project? So that's also something that, um, has come up for a lot of people is that unconscious snacking, especially if you're still working from home, is it's so easy to, you might feel agitated at work. And then all of a sudden you're in the snack cupboard and you're like, oh, I'm not even hungry. And I'm eating these chips. Um, which then could throw off digestion because you might be eating from a place of agitation and anxiousness. So all of this stuff plays together of just trying to be, how can I drop in? How can I be more present? Is there a word you could use to kind of center yourself? So just kind of wrapping all of this up into, you know, back to that stories and the stories that we're telling ourselves, you know, we all have stories that we tell ourselves, you know, whether they are right or wrong, you know, it's the story that we might have on repeat. So for example, I can never lose weight doing just yoga or light workouts or taking a rest day. Another story, I could never wear a dress like that, or I could never talk to that person. Oh, they're so much quote unquote better than me. And some of those stories, you know, some stories, they can be helpful, you know, while other stories could actually be holding us back from achieving what we really want. An example of one of the stories that I, I recently caught myself telling myself was I'm in the middle of writing my book. Well, technically I've actually written it. I'm just editing it now and I'm picking out the cover and um, some of the picture work for inside. And that those are not my strong points. Like the detail work is not my forte. And I will just say like, before I went in and just did uh, my first round of edits myself, I was thinking, oh, I don't know, maybe I should just not do it. You know, maybe I should just use my book as blog post or podcast for the next two years because I got scared. You know, I was telling myself, am I, am I like, can I do this? Am I the person who, um, can create this book? Like, 
am I worthy? Um, I really just started doubting myself and just saying like, I don't know, I, fearful, like fear came up. And so I personally had to kind of babble with those stories and, you know, I opened it back up and, um, did, did my round of edits and I was reading through it. And I'm like, this is a great book. Like this, it does provide value. There's information there that I often give my clients, but now I can give it to them in this book format. You know, I can easily say, Hey, it's on page, you know, 22 of your book, try this practice. I think this one would really benefit you. And so for me, like this, this does make sense. It is a wonderful book and it is something that is going to help so many people. Um, and these are practices that I personally do and they're, they're rooted in Ayurveda and seasonal wisdom. And, um, they're just, they're amazing practices. So that was just me giving myself some, some quick, like therapy, um, this last week, just because I, it's hard, you know, some of these stories are just their heart. And then to stem back, like, where did this story start from? When did it first come up? You know, and I've remembered many a times, you know, writing, I was told by a college professor that I, I had written a, a thing for a book report basically. And she was, wow, nobody has ever in my 20 years written, um, from this angle that you took, you saw things totally different. And again, not that it was right or wrong. It was just a take that nobody had seen before, or she hadn't seen before. And so sometimes we have to kind of look at that. And some of those stories are, um, what makes us unique. All right. So I would love for you to kind of unravel a story that maybe you've been telling yourself. And, um, I would love to, to, to start with something easy, you know, something that maybe is something and I would love to say like a workout, but I'm going to, I'm going to say workouts and nutrition. Those are not easy stories to unravel because often they go back to childhood and those can be tough tough things to unravel. So, you know, maybe on at surface level, you say, yeah, I'll just start with, you know, what is my relationship to moving my body or exercise? And then you start pulling away some layers and you start to say, whoa, okay, this is pretty deep. So maybe start with a story that um, just came up for you and you feel like, okay, this is kind of surface level, but you might start plucking away and you might see, okay, there are some layers here that I need to work through. And now I will say one of my other um, stories to give you just another example besides the book is my own workouts. I had, um, I'm super excited. It will be out in a couple of weeks. I had an Ayurvedic doctor on and we chatted about workouts and exercise. And I told him my Ayurveda side and my personal training side fight about working out, like what is the best workout? And, um, that's still something that I am, I'm unraveling. Is it ego? You know, why do I want to, um, cling so hard to my, to my strength training workouts and my hardcore workouts that I'll do. And granted, I do them a lot less than I used to, but I still like to do them. And is it, is it the ego? Is it the story? Is it, um, uh, I feel like I'm going to lose like toning of my body. You know, what is this? And let's pull off some layers or what I, what I think I'm getting to is it's my identity. Like it's who I've been for 20 years. And can I shift that? And I've had to shift that before and shifting identities. It is hard. Um, you know, like you say, like, I am this person, like I'm not this, but you might be a vegan. And all of a sudden you say, you know what? I actually, I, I can't be vegan anymore. It's hurting my health. I need to eat meat. No judgment either way on any of those things, but that could be something that comes up. And if you've been a vegan for many, many years and that is an identity that you have to shed. 
So I, I've done that before with being a basketball player. That's who I identified as, um, in college. And I did an episode, gosh, probably four years ago on this. And, um, I'm grateful for the work that I did there. And I feel like I might have to start doing that work again around my, around my workouts and my hardcore um, strength training that I do. And so this could be something that you might start to see, oh yeah, there is that story there. That is that, um, that diet or that nutrition. I know nutrition is a big one for people, um, that you might have to start to pluck some layers away. All right. So if you're, if you're in need of that, that would be my weekly challenge to you is dig into a story that you're telling yourself. And if you're in need like myself and like so many people, um, for a slow down and tune in challenge, I'm going to actually run a 10 day slow down tune in challenge that starts May 3rd. And it is going to be all about, um, practices that are going to help you recharge and replenish. And they're going to be rooted in yoga and Ayurveda, and they'll take 10 minutes or less. So these are going to be practices that you can incorporate easily into your day that are going to help you, you know, feel replenished. Um, I've had a lot of people who are coming to me, you know, right now with adrenal fatigue, with, um, with heart issues, um, with heart palpitations, with a lot of stress on their plate. And so this challenge is just a slow way. If you're starting to feel like you could be tipping towards those things, this is a challenge to get you to get back into your body and slow down and chip away at maybe some of those stories that you're telling yourself. So this practice not only has the 10 days, you'll be emailed um, a practice every day for 10 days. You'll get uh, text support. So I'll be text messaging you if you want every day. Um, and it will be me. It won't be an automated thing. Uh, you also get a 15 minute one-to-one coaching call with me during the program. So we can kind of dive deep into one area that you want to talk about. And at the end of the 10 days, we're going to do a, a live restorative yoga and yoga nidra class to finish our experience. And then everyone who finishes the 10 days, I'm going to mail you out a little bonus snail mail gift just because I love to get, <laughs> get packages in the mail and I love to give packages. So if this is something that's calling to you, definitely check that out. Um, you can find it right on my homepage, um, at andreaclawson.com. If you scroll down, um, this is something that I am very excited. It's probably one of the best, um, best challenges that I've ran, uh, because I know it's just so needed. So if that's calling to you, check that out. I'll put it in the show notes as well. This podcast was probably longer than I intended it to, but I hope it gave you value. And um, I will be back again next week with a guest. And thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.